This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike Esposito. And you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you know it. <laughs> Steve Rosenblum. You want the bird? Go in the alley and eat the bird. On 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Indeed. That's us. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Look over there. There's Mike Esposito. Happy Thanksgiving, Hi. Mike. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. It's good to talk to you and good to talk to our wonderful listeners and hope everyone uh, is getting ready to have a great holiday. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Our phone number, 312-644-6767. That will get you to the Score listener line. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That usually works, although never when I'm on the air. But the text line, same number, 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our tech zone. Tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And there you can connect with us. We will communicate with you. This morning, we are the pregame show for the NFL triple header pregame show. We'll take you up to 11 o'clock. And then it will be, oh my goodness, Bills at Lions, the red hot Lions, the screaming hot Lions, the Lions who conquered the Bears and made sure they're in the number three slot right now. That'll be at 11 o'clock. You'll see hear the Cowboys hosting the Giants, 3.30. And then the night game, Patriots at Vikings, 7 p.m. Espo, who's quarterbacking for the Bears this week against the Jets? I I certainly hope, uh, based on everything we heard yesterday, that the answer is not Justin Fields. <laughs> but uh, as they all said, we will see. Because what I what I would uh, be most worried about, as I I think a lot of people are, is the long term health of good old number one. And uh, if it has to be Trevor Simeon versus Mike White on Sunday, then I'm here for that. Well, we kind of got to be, but this, yeah, the the, That's the quarterback true. matchup everyone was looking for. Oh my goodness, we went from two guys who were the, the number two pick and the number eleven draft. The the guys who were one was passed over and one was one was picked second. Right? What's his Zach Wilson? Was Zach Wilson was number yep. two pick? And look at the way their whatever's played out just. In the last week, uh, you had Justin Fields suddenly being turned loose. He entered laughingly the MVP discussion. 
Sorry, you can't be most <laughs> valuable to a team that's fighting for the number one draft pick. It's ridiculous. He might be a terrific player. He might be a great – he might be a live version of a video game. He's not the most valuable player to a team that's going nowhere. But anyways, he was in the discussion for the best player player of the month, the best player recently. And when he screwed up, again, at the end of a game, when he failed to mount a hero drive as he – he and the offense and the Bears often do, and he got hurt on top of it. He apologized to his defense. And apparently, Eddie Jackson said, this game is not won or lost with one play. He interrupted him, said, we all have to be better. And Justin Fields said, I play for these guys in the locker room. And that went a long way in the locker room. And then there's Zach Wilson, who got <laughs> – he was asked <laughs> – if when they lost 10 to three to the Patriots, if he let his defense down, he said, no, dude, you didn't put a touchdown on the board. He said, no. And now he's benched. So yes, we looks like we'll get Trevor Simeon against Mike White. Well, and, and do you think Rosie that the New York uh, sports talkers are, are saying, wait a second, we traded up to number two to take this Zach Wilson guy, and now we're starting <laughs> Mike White. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's. Um, well, you're sort of doing what you're doing. I I don't know. The Jets are the Jets are six and four. That's the way they are. And and it was real interesting. The there was there was a comment from just when you hear we we covered the Bulls and we're talking about, I mean, the Bears, we will cover the Bulls, and what a win yesterday. We'll yes. get to that, and later on, we'll have Chuck Swirsky. We'll have him at 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock, we'll have Mark Rohde, who covers the Bears for the score during the week. That's us, Chicago Sports Radio 670, and on game days, he covers the sideline for WBBM 780 AM and talking with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer, so Mark will be here at 9. At 8, we'll have replay of a Boomer Esiason interview with Parkinson Spiegel that was terrific about Justin Fields, of course, because that's what we do. So we'll yep. do that somewhere next hour. But you talk about we talk about Fields and we talk about what he does and, and what a what a what a player he is and how he how he has shown this kind of leadership and playing hurt does that to you and accepting blame does that to you apologizing to the defense does that to you and at the same time robert sally of the the coach of the the jets was asked do you think do you think zach wilson is hated in his locker room and he said hates too strong a word it's <laughs> basically what he said so, but essentially yes well right well, the answer is yes it's just not hate is I would you rather be hated in your locker room? He the way Roberts, uh, the way the coach of the Jets talked about his quarterback. Maybe there's a little, maybe there's a little irritation at the moment, but I don't think there's hate. So they don't respect this guy. I mean, you 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 if you're not hated, you're certainly not respected, and you no, can't. I, Justin Fields gives you no indication. There's there's nobody on that team that doesn't respect Justin Fields. No, and, and my thoughts on Fields are, number one, uh, for all he's done offensively for this team, uh, to be apologizing to the defense, and, and I get it. But, like, hey, have, have past Bears quarterbacks apologized to the defense for their uh, 
whatever you want to call it, when they were actually not scoring points. This Bears team is scoring points. Uh, but number two on the Jets, and I mean, you've heard it. We've heard it. If you if you watch, and I mean, not that many Chicagoans are probably paying attention to Jets football, but I've seen more than once on some of the national stuff where you have their receivers. Elijah Moore comes to mind immediately, says somebody asked him a question about uh, getting the ball, and he's like, well, I, I'm not really sure about that because I don't get the ball. So they're, they're like all upset with the Jets and their offense. He's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We are in this morning from 7 to 11. We'll take you up to football coverage all day on the score, starting with the Bills at the Lions. Now the Bills are suddenly the home team in Detroit after they managed to get out. Uh We covered that Saturday, (laughs) that snowstorm where there are five and a half feet of snow in in, uh, Highmark Stadium. And they had to get the Bills players out of the house. So they they were using snowmobiles to get them out the front door of the garage. They had neighbors shoveling out the walks to get them at least to the street. And a texter to Saturday Suckage said, I'm a longtime airline employee. We knew this was coming. Why didn't they leave Friday? Yep. And, and I'm thinking, wow, that's like somebody should get fired. That's a whole, that's a big pile of stupid right there, isn't it? Why didn't you get out? Anyways, they played. And they won, and now they're playing another game in Detroit, and it'll be today. Speaking of the tech zone, 708 texter, sweating on the elliptical and trying to power Humboldt Park in order to justify my afternoon largesse. Thank goodness you're on. Well, we're here. We're here. And and we want to be here for you. And 847, what's going on? I thought it was Thanksgiving Thursday. Turn on the radio to hear Saturday suckage. I'm so confused. You must also be a member of the Wake and Bay Club, but it's <laughs> but it's me and Espo. You know, I think Cesar Perez is producing this epic today. Espo, let's yep. hear let's hear from the coach what Matt Eberflus had to say yesterday about the quarterback who might or might not play. This to me, you can hear what you want, but to me, this sounds like an awful lot of game playing where you're trying to make the Jets do double the work plan for Justin Fields and all of the, the danger he presents and plan for Trevor Simeon and none of the danger he presents, but you still have to have a plan for two different quarterbacks. You're trying to wear the jets down. Here's what the bears coach said. And what are you looking for throughout the week to determine if Justin can actually play on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, just how he's feeling, you know, what the medical staff is saying to him and to us, every single day and obviously we got to put that out every day and then uh, how he's feeling you know how he's feeling when he's moving when he's throwing and when he's just going about his business of operating as a quarterback all right that's what the coach said what does the quarterback say about how he's feeling and what his chances of playing are how are you feeling guy Feeling all right of course better than sunday so you know just been getting a lot of treatment and trying to get the shoulder right Okay, just what does that sound like you to you, Espo? That sounds to me like my shoulder really hurts. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, and he he went on to say, and I believe we have it, but I mean, this is this is a guy who he gutted out the finish on Sunday's game. He said the last time he was in so much pain uh, playing football was the national championship game when he was at Ohio State when he was playing with cracked ribs, and. You know, I, I know the guys yesterday afternoon made the allusion to, well, Bears-Jets is not exactly 
national championship, Ohio State, uh, Alabama. But uh, no, listen, and he even said it yesterday, uh, and they talked about it during the presser where he can't even really hand the ball off without pain. It's like, well, then I'm pretty sure we know what he should not be doing then on Sunday. Well, here's here's the quarterback. Here's Justin Fields explaining exactly what the injury is, and then we can go from there. What's your understanding of what the injury is for you right now? Yeah, so it's just a separated shoulder with, you know, partially torn ligaments, basically like an AC joint. So, yeah, that's my understanding of it. AC stands for all corrupt. You just, there's nothing. <laughs> there's this, it's all cracked. That's what it is. And what, what you're dealing with, it, this sounds to me like they have to talk about what you never hear until after the Stanley Cup playoffs have ended. And once the Stanley Cup playoffs are ended, you wonder why a guy can't play or why he hasn't done anything, or even if he has, here's what he's done. By the way, Patrice Bergeron had a punctured lung. By the way, his spleen was in 75 pieces. That's what you're dealing with. He has no left leg. That's what you hear about, but we're hearing about it now because NFL makes you talk about injuries and then you can play games both whether or not you're going to play. Now, here's the thing that I, the, that I, I found quite interesting as we would have, we would have this discussion because of where the Bears are. With the third pick, they're, they have an exciting quarterback. Their offense is the quarterback. They suck otherwise. The general manager has taken the you know, traded the starch out of the back out of the defense by getting rid of their best pass rusher, even though he sucked this year. So Robert Quinn's gone and they have no <laughs> pass rush. Uh-huh. And Roquan Smith is gone because he overrates himself and demands to be overpaid. And despite all the money the Bears have, they're not getting involved with a guy who plays that position in this defense. You're not important enough. The most important position in that defense, the Bears don't have. If you remember Tommy Harris, that's it. They need mm-hmm. Tommy Harris. They need that guy. They don't need Roquan Smith. So anyways, Roquan Smith was still good enough on that defense. He made a difference. I mean, my God, he he was the difference in them actually beating the, the dog-breath Houston Texans with oh the interception. God. Right? Texans, quarter, Texans quarterback change coming. Kyle Allen for Davis Mills, everybody. Look out for that one on yeah. Sunday. Right. The man, with, <laughs> the man with two first names instead of the man with two last names being there. That's right. So, so you're, you're dealing with a, a team that is, that is sinking wonderfully. They suck. So the rest of the NFL has to keep pace and they're approaching having the number one pick there are, you can look at the schedule and say, they're not going to win it. Even against a crappy green Bay team with, with a broken thumb on Aaron Rodgers throwing hand, which explains why, why he was passing like Todd Collins. That's even, even that I don't, you don't see a game. The bears can win the rest of the year. I don't not, not predictably, not easily. And so, not after they lost to the Lions. So now you're looking at, great, protect your quarterback. It's fun to watch him play when he's healthy. And make sure you get a good draft pick. You either trade down or you get the best player at at any particular position that you want. And so the question was asked, 
and we would have this discussion, Espo. Mm-hmm. Asked of Eberflus, what if you want to play the quarterback, but the GM has other ideas? Here's Eberflus about conversations in the building. What were the conversations like the last 48 hours in the building about how to handle this, knowing that Justin is a very valuable asset to the organization this year and going forward? I mean, just whatever is best for the Chicago Bears, you know, and part of that is obviously we believe in the health of our players, you know, and that's an important thing, obviously, with the quarterback. And we've had conversations with Dre, we had conversations with the doctors, of course, with Ryan of where we're going, and we feel confident with where we are right now. And he feels good today. We'll see where it is. Like I said, limited fashion for our walkthrough. That's our designation is limited. So hopefully tomorrow it gets better and we'll progress from there. Okay. The, the, he also would go on to say, when asked in that situation, what if you want to play him? And the GM says, you know, maybe not so fast. We don't want to hurt an <laughs> asset. We don't want to take the chance of winning. And he says, there would be an argument then. Right? Which way? So what do, do you think, Espo? Do you think, do you think Eberflus? Now, listen, I know that at the NFL and the head coaches, everyone is all about the subterfuge and, you know, let's not give the opposition any advantage with their prep work. So, and I'm just thinking about this and laughing to myself in my head here as we're talking about a walkthrough yesterday. So if you're limited in a walkthrough, what does that mean? That you kind of limp through it? I mean, it's like you're not in pads. You're just, you're just out there in, in shells and, if he's limited in that, then that doesn't really sound very good. And he told us himself that uh, he had pain when handing off and also when throwing. So what I'm hoping this is, Rosie, is I'm hoping this is the coach trying to play the NFL game where you don't designate him as out on Wednesday so that the Jets know that they're preparing for Trevor Simeon and not Justin Fields. But, 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 my sincere hope is they say, you know what? We have this kid who's been our whole offense, and he's got a separated shoulder and partially torn ligaments, and we're playing the Jets, and we're 3-8, and eight, and they stink. And this is not about this year because we've traded everyone away, and we've got all this dead cap money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they put in Trevor Simeon. That is what I hope as a Bears fan. All right. Let's see what – you know what? We're going to take a break. That's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenbaum. Uh, happy Thanksgiving on – on Thanksgiving, what were the odds? I'd say happy Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. And a happy Thanksgiving, especially to those of you who have to be with your family. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we'll take a break, and when we come back, let's play the what-if game. What if Trevor Simeon has to play? What happens then? Trent Dilfer had some thoughts on that. Boy, did he have some thoughts on that. So we'll come back with that right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That's us. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. Welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving. If you would like to participate, 312-644-6767. Among other things, that number will get you to our tech zone. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai Belgonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Espo, this 630 texter, you will well appreciate. You were a part of it for so long on Saturday Suckage. <laughs> 630 texter, while wandering the kitchen waiting for my coffee, the lovely but now perturbed wife walks in and says, 
We listened to this nonsense in the car on Saturday. Do we have to do it again today? We do, honey. We do. Happy Thanksgiving, Stevie Sunshine. And a happy well, it, Thanksgiving it, to you. And I'm sorry to, you know what? Despite having to be with your family, I hope you enjoy your holiday. And, and you know what? We could tell your wife because, see, now I was not on on Saturday, but you were. But so this is a different version of that show. Saturday, so yeah. it's different. Yeah, this is this is Throwback <laughs> Thursday. Throwback right. for Saturday suckage. So we were discussing Justin Fields. Um, should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I play now? And the coach saying if he can go, he's going to play. Maybe the GM doesn't want him to. But let's hear what Trent Dilfer had to say. He was on with Parkins and Spiegel. He's a terrific interview. He is a terrific Monday morning quarterback, Monday afternoon quarterback. So let's go through this as the guys ask him to grade Justin Fields' game. I think big picture is where we have to go. Again, a lot of non-gradable plays. Seven pluses, most of them coming with his just incredible ability to convert the ball with his legs. Two minuses, but that will change to three now that I have new information that he missed a call the second play in the last drive. It was supposed to be a design draw, and he runs it, so that would go to three minuses. And then the one double minus, which is the critical error, the interception, the last play of the game. So kind of, I mean, again, we talked about hoping to grade more plays, and this thing ends up being 11 gradable plays. And I thought, you know, the passing game, he did a really nice job when given time getting through his progression. He checked it down. He got to swing routes. He got across the field on a third down. I think hit Claypool in the flat. You know, so the limited drop back throws that he had, he was good on them. There's a couple that he gets sacked. They actually showed end zone replays. And, you know, he's being sacked before his guys are at the top of the route. So there's not much he can do about that. But, you know, it's an unfair position, and he's got the worst quarterback rating in the last drive of the game in the NFL, and this is the same old story that, you know, he has a chance to put on the Superman cape and go win the game, and they can't do it again. So I think there's a lot of big-picture stuff here. Big picture is the Bears have the third overall pick. They sit third among all the teams that suck, and that's, that's <laughs> optimistic there. So that's what he said about Justin Fields. And like Mark, Espo, he's got Trent Dilfer on with Parkinson Spiegel. Now he's got to take a number because the next item is he didn't like Getsy's play call. Yes. Shocking. Yes. Let's hear what Trent Dilfer had to say about that. I didn't like it. I like him. Please differentiate the two. I, I really like him. I didn't like yesterday. 18 rushing attempts and 21 passing attempts, and I get it. I didn't count exactly what my guess would be. Six of those rushing attempts or scrambles, maybe a hair less. But still, I mean, that's a lot of quarterback-called runs. I saw a tweet, but Robert Mays tweeted that he took 20 real hits. You know, that's way too many hits. Way, I, I would say, you, want, you don't want your quarterback to hit more than five to eight times a game. So, you know, I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible, actually. And, and I think Justin suffered from it. Uh, he got banged up. Uh, I heard it was a shoulder. I don't know that for sure. And he's skittish on that last play. And the one thing he hasn't been is skittish. Like he has not been skittish in the pocket. And he kind of jumps to throw that check down and it gets picked. And they're in a great position. I mean, just because it's third and medium, I mean, they complete that. They're going to move the chains and not have a chance to go run a two-minute drill and go down and kick the game tire. You know, listening to that, Espo, it's – I. 
Justin Fields screwed up the handoff to Montgomery, and meanwhile, we find out he's hurt, and he can't. If he can't throw now, and it hurts every movement, and he said that. Then yep. you got to believe it hurt. Even with the adrenaline, a lot of times adrenaline can mask an injury, mask some pain. It didn't. It might be understandable that the injury he suffered two plays earlier, before he threw that pick, was playing a role in what he did on the last play when the game ended with the interception. Well, there's no doubt. And if you've ever had a separated shoulder, and I had uh, way back when, but you're wearing a sling. I mean, you know, for for the most part, you got a sling on for four to eight weeks, however many uh, weeks it is, depending on the severity. And, you know, Fields is out there playing football and taking hits. And if you think about it in this manner, you know, so much of what he does, he does with his legs. And if he's got a separated shoulder and he's in pain, and he is the future of your team. Why do you put him out there? That that is that's where I always default to. And running him is your best offense. Yes. Also Protecting correct. him is the issue. And Trent Dilfer was talking about if you're we see what happens when he tried to become a pocket quarterback and and then you know what the 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 Bears decided to do after they lost to the Commanders, they had time off. They came out against the Patriots. They said, we can't stop our quarterback from getting hit. We might as well make the hits aggressive instead of defensive. We might as well put him in a position to go after that and gain yardage and stand, instead of stand back there in the pocket and be a target. So Justin Fields hasn't been – it should buy him time in the pocket – and he just, he's, well, here's what Trent Dilfer said in grading him out and in evaluating Justin Fields in the pocket. He looked great in the pocket. It looked like he was trying to be a passer. Now, again, you're, you're talking about such a small sample size. It's going to be really hard to evaluate him as a true passer with 21 passing attempts. I said it last week. I think we got this thing in the low to mid-30s to really have an opportunity to know how his quarterback pocket presence, vision, all these things are developing. They look like they're developing on the handful of plays that we saw. And everybody's going to say he missed a touchdown throw. I get it. I will say this about the miss. He threw it high. He threw it early. When guys throw them high and early, they tend to be more touchdowns than misses. Every quarterback's going to miss a football. It happens. It's tragic when the guy seems to be wide open, but it happens. I mean, it's a ball that's in the air for 50-something yards in the air. It's, it's pretty hard to hit them all. So I like the fact that the miss. Okay. All right. There was good. There was bad. There was, you know, he essentially looks like a rookie quarterback. He's a young quarterback. He's going to look good, Espo. He's going to look bad. That's what you get, right? No doubt. And, you know, he had, and we can insert your Matt Nagy uh, joke here, but, you know, you had whatever you want to call last year, your red shirt NFL year. Yeah. And now you're coming in with a new offense and Dilfer talks about it, and that's the thing, right? I mean, Fields was a passing stud at Ohio State. That's what um, that's what he was there. I mean, that was his best attribute, right, was his passing. And that is what we are not seeing. And, in fact, I pulled up the game log because I wanted to make sure I had this right. In each of the last three games, nine or, or uh, the, the first three games of the season, excuse me, he didn't even complete 10 passes. He completed single-digit passes. Now, that has improved as the season has gone along. But he's only passed 200 yards in one game this year. He is he has been 
getting things done with his feet and scrambling. And I'm not criticizing Justin Fields. I'm just saying with this passing offense and this group of receivers and you can't protect him, it's awfully hard to to watch him try to develop as a passer when he's running for his life. Speaking of that, if he can't go, and by all indications he won't, what would the Bears' offense look like with Trevor Simeon? Here's Trent Dilfer explaining exactly what the offense would look like with Trevor Simeon back there. Tons of run, play action. He'll get destroyed. He'll get his brains beat in. It's amazing how much Justin has poured perfume off of their inability to pass protect and pick up basic things. Lou started to talk about how for what they've been given, this offensive line has grown. And I agree with that. I don't want to be the one that's dumping manure on the offensive line. But they're very limited in pass protection. Very, very. I would say as limited as teams that I played for. And I played, you know, as at one point the most sacked quarterback in the history of the league, I think. They are a box offensive line. They're a square offensive line. They want to play forward. They want to play square. They want to play in the box. As soon as they get moved laterally, they really struggle. And they don't work on pass protection a ton. You can tell by the inability to pick up some basic stunts. Pass rushers get edges on them really easily. I mean, this is remedial stuff that we're talking about. And if it's not just in saving the day or just throwing the ball three yards right now, like you could just put in a massive quick game and just get the ball out, but you're not going to score any points doing that, he's going to get killed. He's going to get killed. That's Trent Dilfer on Parkinson's Spiegel. That's Trent Dilfer talking about saying he doesn't want to dump manure on the offensive line, and then he just dumped manure on the offensive oh, yeah. line. <laughs> oh, well, it, and that's not even – and, you know, you, 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 might, you might read that as hearing that he's going to get killed, and you're like, oh, he's going to totally rip on Trevor Simeon. He doesn't even mention Trevor Simeon by name, the people who he says can't uh, or have not done the job and are not doing the job and he doesn't think will do the job is the offensive line. Because if you get a Trent Dilfer-esque quarterback back there, a Trevor Simeon-esque quarterback back there, and you just ask him to run your basic offense, you have to give him time to throw because there's no chance he's running. And uh, uh, Dilfer does not sound confident that that is forthcoming from the Bears this weekend. Well, you're going to run the ball a lot. That's all I got <laughs> yes, to you say. Are. Run the ball, run the ball. You got the best running offense. The numbers are crazy. Well, they're crazy because <clears throat> Justin Fields, Fields yeah. helps them. But it was good before, and you're doing that to deodorize, to hide the, the offensive line's weakness and to protect your quarterback. And by the way, you had two good running backs to start with, David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert. And, and you have – Tristan Ebner, you might as well find out. I mean, we're at the time. Find out about everybody right here, right now. And the other, the curious thing is, does Clay, Chase Claypool really not know enough to make him a bigger part of the offense? Don't you need, don't you want to find out? Don't you want to be. help your offense by just involving? I know I love the one-yard passes. Let him go do something. At least get him involved. But are, are you confused by this? I am. Yes, I am. No, and, and I get not knowing the offense coming in from a, a brand new or as a brand new player from a different team. I understand all of that, but I also understand, you know, this is a guy who played big time football at Notre Dame. He's been in the NFL for a few years. At the very worst, I mean, 
heck, give him, you know, six to 12 plays and, you know, just say, know these, and this is what we'll run, and you, you know, you can do uh, your thing there. But you traded a second-round pick for this guy. I mean, this guy has to produce for you, and I'm not saying that this year and the results this year matter, but getting him up to speed and certainly getting him in sync with fields matters. And throwing screen passes and letting him do his thing while good for the the offense in terms of gaining yards possibly is not that's not why you traded a second round pick for for Chase Claypool. No, it confuses me a lot of things do. And you know what else confuses me, Espo? The yes. Bulls. I'm going to make you explain them to me. I'll explain I will try. why I'm explaining why I confuse you 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 heard them here on the score last night and at 10 you'll hear Chuck Swirsky play-by-play guy Bulls radio play-by-play guy uh, author of the book, Always a Pleasure. I don't understand, and I'm going to make you explain it to me about the Bulls. And we will take a break on Thanksgiving Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, especially those people who have to be with their families. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And Giannis just throws the ball down the floor, intercepted by Caruso. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win! Bulls win! Time to dance! Happy Thanksgiving! Give me the yams! Give me the turkey! Give me the mashed potatoes! It's all good. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Dancing, screaming, Chuck right here on The Score. Chicago's Horse Radio 670. That's us. That's Chuck. He'll be here at 10. Yams and all. he be the dancing yams. Oh my goodness. Chuck is fired up. All right. Mike Esposito, you had done some Bulls postgame in your lifetime. And I dare you to explain. You have to explain. You're here and now to explain this year's Bulls team to me. See, last year when they lost Ball, Lonzo Ball and Caruso, and they were hit with injuries, and nobody wanted to play defense. They could beat the lousy teams. They were fodder for the good ones. You could see them falling from the top of the East to just trying to avoid the playing. And it was, it was clear what happened. They lost their best all-around player of ball. And Caruso came back to try to play defense, but he kept getting hurt because that's what Caruso does yep. because the way he plays, right? And then now you see a Bulls team inexplicably losing to a horrible magic team at home they had magic hadn't won a road game and they come in and beat the bulls on friday and the 215 million dollar man gets benched and then you know it looks petulant and selfish talking about his coach he has to live with that yeah well you have to live with sucking right you have to live with being a bad teammate by saying the crap you were saying and then after the, the the magic game happens after billy donovan calls out Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch and says they have to be responsible. The big three have to be responsible for getting us off to good starts. It's their job. That's one of the things they do. You want to lead, lead. That's where you do it from the start of the game because they always they look totally unprepared. It's like, wait, it's a basketball round? We haven't been playing with this all year. Mm. And now they come back and beat the Celtics and the Bucks, the two top teams in the NBA. Last night, which you heard on the score, they won in Milwaukee, and it came with a sterling defensive effort and a comeback after they survived Milwaukee's comeback. Espo, I dare you to explain this to me. 
Well, I think you hit it uh, there on the head with the defense comment, and your Caruso note is right on target. So outside of DeRozan with plus 15, Caruso, your highest plus-minus guy last night with plus 14, and he scored zero points, right? He had one rebound, zero points. He's not there to score. He only took two shots, but he is there to guard. And you saw him uh, draw a charge, the one I'm thinking about, uh, on Giannis at the end of the game. And I'm going to say he flopped, but it was not a flop. He got he got thrown, basically, by the charge. But it's exactly what you said. This is a guy that, you know, he, he takes the abuse to play the defense that is needed for the team, which is why he's guarding Giannis despite giving up, what, like six, seven inches uh, in height, whatever whatever the amount is. But you have guys like that playing defense. And last night, the other thing you had is you made you made some big shots when you needed to. Kobe White hit two threes down the stretch. DeRozan was fantastic, as he most always is. Vooch hit some big threes. And, and I'm going to say this, and I, it's going to sound like I'm ripping on Zach, and maybe I am in a little bit, but I'm not trying to purposely rip on Zach. He doesn't have a shot right now. He is struggling with whatever it is that's going on with his body. We saw him miss games with his knee. We saw him uh, with you know the uh, horrible shooting night the other night against Orlando. You mentioned the comments after the game because Billy Donovan did not have him on the floor. So whatever... Zach is, as a player, he's your max contract guy. He is your face of the franchise, one of the faces of your franchise right now. He's just not in rhythm. And that's where I think this team, you, you need to lean on DeMar. And I know that uh, Stacy King kept mentioning it on the TV broadcast last night. Uh, you know, when the Bulls were not getting it to DeRozan in the fourth quarter, you, you got to run it through DeMar. You got to run it through DeMar. Got to run it through DeMar. Because... He's your best scorer. He's one of the NBA's best scorers. And right now, your your other scorer, if you're going to make that Zach Levine, is just his shot is not there. Three of eleven from three last night. Six of seventeen overall. And that's to, you know I have no doubt it's going to come back. This guy's an all star. He's he's been uh, in the league and proven himself for many years. Now you can have the arguments all you want. Is he a max money player? All of that stuff. You know he's your all-star player. You know he's coming off of an knee injury, and I think he'll get right. But right now, you've got to go through DeMar. But if to, to answer your original question, which is where we all started, I think they're playing better defense, and it certainly seems like the effort is there. I don't know if it was one of those things where, um, you know, the, the Orlando game, if it's one you, you look past or whatever, but that, that, was, that was a terrible beat, and, you know, I saw that one as well the other uh, – few Fridays ago, whatever it was, that was, that was no fun. That one. Well, they, they're the opposite of last year. Now they're beating good teams. They're certainly co- yeah. far more competitive against good teams and they suck against, they, they played against Milwaukee. They had 12 blocks a season high. They had nine steals Two of those blocks, by the way, Patrick Williams on Giannis, yeah. the two time M- Look at Patrick Williams, everybody. Yeah. Hey, there's Patrick Williams. And on Giannis, you go, wait. And you're talking about Caruso. He would literally be Dan Campbell's bite your kneecaps off. <laughs> Caruso well, against Giannis. That's bite your kneecaps. Absolutely. And, and Rosie, do you remember, you know, you know, a lot of talk about Patrick Williams. But if you recall back in his rookie year, and I know they talked about it at the time with Billy Donovan uh, talking about, 
putting him on the other team's best offensive player as a rookie, knowing full well that there are going to be games where he was just going to get killed by the other person's uh, or the other team's best player. But because they had that kind of belief in him as a defender and his length, and they wanted to get him that experience, and Giannis was one of those guys. So I'm I'm pleased to see what's happening with Williams. I th- certainly think he's he's turned it up a bit since the season started. But uh, that that uh, I thought of that last night watching him guard Giannis. That's for sure. And one of the things about the the defense was they the. A balanced floor game, you often heard that if you follow the Bulls in the 90s, and why wouldn't you? They Mm -hmm. talked about balancing the floor. Phil always talked about that. That meant if your offense, what you saw last night, they hit 18 threes. So they were making the extra pass, but they could make the extra pass because guys were in the right spot. And they were hit in, in stride. They were hit. They were open. They made the shot. And Kobe White was especially... Brilliant. Two three-pointers in, in about a half a minute, and the Bulls go from three down to three up. He had 14. Yeah, I mean, he had those threes at, at a time when guys need to step up. He had that kind of game. But that also helps the defense. And <clears throat> I wish these Kobe White sightings weren't so notable. You know, yeah. I wish. I, I, but <laughs> but it, it I mean, is it just me? Am I missing something? Are they nope. notable because of what he did last night? Yeah, I mean, it's notable because he hit the the big ones last night. The problem you're alluding to, and I agree with you, it's it's not there all the time. There are da- there are games when he's disappears and he's not uh, available, or I don't mean not available like he can't play, but I mean he's not there. He's not contributing, right? He's he's kind of absent. Uh, scoring-wise for them. And they can't have that, right? Your first-round pick, I want to say he was seventh overall. I don't remember uh, what year it was, but a few years ago. He's got to be there for you, just like Williams has to be, right? I mean, if you look at the way this team is built, those are two guys that have to be contributors to this team. I mean, you're getting you're getting Javante Green stuff, right? All the hustle stuff, the defense, the energy, the uh, you know, the alley-oops and everything else. Uh, you're getting that. Drummond fills a role for the team. Gore Dragic has been a nice find for the team. Not that you had to find him. I mean, you knew what he was, but he's certainly <laughs> been, he, he certainly has been uh, a welcome addition to the team. But your question, Mark, said, I mean, and really where you've struggled, we talked about Zach. Williams has had his ups and downs this season. And, and Kobe, Kobe has to, he has to, that should be his thing, right? Coming off the bench, play your 25 minutes, hit a few threes uh, because that's what you're there for, right? Help with the scoring load, um, and yeah, I mean it was noticeable. It was notable, I should say, last night because he came through, which was awesome to see. You know, hopefully this is something that they build on with him. Yeah, I would like to see that happen, and and I, you know what, I wonder, I fear, we avoided it last year. We had the fear of like DeRozan and Zach, and are they going to fight over? the basketball in the fourth quarter, they're going to play my turn basketball and they didn't. And one of the things that led to the success early was whoever was the man was the man, whoever was hot was hot. And Zach has, I don't know, maybe issues with that now, believing what he can do, what he should do, where, where he should be. He thinks he should always be in the game and he's getting paid like it. And I'm that guy. And, and that's a complete, completely unaware of what's going on around him or what, 
what the team, what the object of the exercise is. So if you can get into that kind of, if you can get them out of that mindset and play the game that's there, then you, Kobe White can do this and Patrick Williams can do that. And you're getting contributions from all over and DeRozan is going to be DeRozan. And hey, Vooch, the guy who missed two free throws even hit a three. The guy who yeah. couldn't hit threes when he came from from Orlando even hit a three. It was huge. So, all right. I don't think I understand anymore. But here's my fear, Russell. <laughs> Before we take a break, here's my fear. This team that can't – it sucks against bad teams and is great against good teams is going to play the 7 and 11 Thunder on Friday, tomorrow. Uh-oh. Yeah. You got uh-huh. your uh? You got your oh. And well, speaking of uh-oh – wait, speaking of uh-oh, because I know we got a break, but – the coach, the Bears coach, has his is pretty clear on what he wants to do with his quarterback. What would happen if the GM said no? And we'll see what the quarterback says. We will bring that back because the question was asked. It was put directly to Eberflus. What happens if there's what happens if the, if the GM feels otherwise? The guy who's drooling at the prospect of a high draft choice. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. Happy Thanksgiving, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 